0: and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. I, of course, am Mr. Warren Hayes, and you are here tonight to talk about, well, to listen to me talk about professional wrestling. What am I talking about? I mean, it's not as if we're actually having a conversation. i <laughs> We're going to be talking about professional wrestling here tonight uh, on the first Thursday of uh, December of the year of our Lord, the blessed year, 2020. I am so happy. Uh, to be uh, to be out here tonight once again talking about professional wrestling. Pretty sure what y'all know what we're gonna be talking about tonight. There wasn't much there wasn't much a hype. The hype sort of makes itself uh, create created itself over the past couple of days. But yes, this is fantastic. And this is where we are tonight. Uh, right here on youtube.com slash mr. Warren Hayes, because yes, the Mr. Warren Hayes show is recorded live every Thursday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern sharp. So what does that mean exactly? It means that if you come, if 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 you if you decide to come to uh, to the Mr. Warren Hayes show on um, on a Thursday evening, you get to hang out in the live chat with some fantastic people. They, because we always do this in front of a live crowd who join us in the chat and who discuss, and it's a good time, it's a nice chat room. And especially if you're watching it on YouTube right here, you see just just right here, you see the live chat replaying here and you'll notice nothing but fantastic people, brilliant people, uh, welcoming, oh, who, oh, with open, oh, wolf arms, welcoming with open arms. People like Tim Trapper. How you doing, Tim? Good to see you, Nick Wolf as well. Hello, Nick. Patrick Mason, good to see you. Welcome uh, back to the ta- to the chat. DGMc is here as well. How you doing, Kelly Tonnes? Hello, hello, Thomas Goris is here as well. We've got uh, who else? have We got who else? Have we got we've got. Oh, going down the list here. Am I forgetting people? No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm still doing good. Benoit's here, of course, how you doing, Benoit? Mr. Fretz is in the house as well. Hello, Mr. Fretz, Evan Wright as well. Hello, Evan. Joe Hanson, good to see you again. Uh, Wrestling Plug Inc in the house as well. Cyclops is better than Wolverine, a very controversial, It's getting, is it, has I, Has it gotten old? Because I, I still get slightly entertained by it, but Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Good to see you. Cody Fosterling, good to see you as well. Pat, uh, I said hello to Patrick Mason one thing at a time. Hey, hey, not too, don't, don't pass those out too easily. Good to see everyone here tonight. So uh, if you're watching live right now, why don't you go ahead and give the video a Thumbs up, that would be very appreciated. Helps, it helps out a tremendous deal. And even if you're watching on your own accord, that kind of stuff is also fantastic. So I really do appreciate it if you do want to help out that way. And if you're listening to this on your favorite uh, podcast application, because the Mr. Warren H Show is available as a, uh, a, a, in audio format as well. Well, hey, here's the thing. Give the video a like, a review, a, a, a thumbs up, uh, whatever you can do. To show some love over there. That's also very, very much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you all in advance. Thank you all very, very much. I appreciate it. Um, Let's see. Um, Belltobells.com. Why don't we go there? Why don't you head on over there? Your women's wrestling wire. Belltobells.com. B-E-L-L-T-O-B-E-L-L. S is a fantastic place if you want to uh, just get a get Ooh, a, yeah. see what's going on in the world of uh, women's wrestling great great place handled by one Chris and Ashley the first lady of the women of the Mr. Warren Hayes show she's also the first lady of women I was talking about uh and uh we are going to be uh, at Delta Bell Buzz. Bells we're going to be releasing our year end award ballots if you want to take part in that that's going to be coming up soon exciting stuff so, check that out at beltabells.com. We're on Twitter at beltabells as well. Saturday morning, there's going to be a prediction show. What are you talking about, you ding dongs? There's uh, NXT war games happening this weekend, Takeover War Games. I'm going to be joined by Spencer Love, uh, who is uh, 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 who in the past had his own podcast, a website, WinColumn we Sports. He's moving on to other stuff. We're going to talk a bit about that. We're going to talk about, of course, NXT. Saturday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. Going to break down that that War Games match. Should be a good time. I like War Games, and I think the women's match is going to rule. I'm excited to see what's going to happen there. So come on over. It's a good time. Another place you could come over to... Uh, the fact that have a uh, discord we have a discord mr warren hayes show discord join it a lot of the regulars that are here in the chat are there and uh a very fantastic place uh gets very animated when there's wrestling on television come on over it's it's a cool spot it's a fun place to be head on over uh to the mr warren hayes discord link is Ooh in the description yeah. come on over come on over so um so that's fantastic uh and uh don't forget i also do pre-shows now every monday wednesday and friday before the big shows uh, uh 7 30 p.m oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at every every one of those nights i do a pre-show where we sort of preview the card get hype for it am i gonna have to do one for for before impact this week am i gonna have to do that because it, it, it it's a big show it, it's gonna be a big show Not, not the big show or the big show show or the go big show. It's got, I'm in one of those moods tonight, folks. (laughs) Bear with me. (laughs) Just bear with me on that one. Um, But, uh, so yeah, so uh, so, uh, subscribe to the Mr. Warren Hayes, uh, Mr. Warren Hayes show. Uh, YouTube channel is what I'm trying to say if you don't want to miss a thing and on top of that You can also become a member of the mr. Warren Hayes show channel If you do that you should monthly support to the mr. Warren Hayes show and if you watch live if you come here live It's really the best deal because you get a selection of emojis or emotes Whatever you want to call them a selection of unique emotes just for you if you show support for the mr. Warren Hayes show right here you can also show support by joining the patreon patreon.com slash mr warren hayes tonight we're going to be hey we're going to be dreaming about this aw impact stuff Uh, the new possibilities for matches and stuff like that i'm excited to talk about it you should be excited to talk about it too come on over and we'll talk about it and of course of course if you want to drop us a super chat that is also very cool uh it's a you can do that and I will read your question and or comment live on the air such as Anakin GMD was with us tonight how are you doing Anakin good to see you he says we are a nice chat except for the troll DGMC listen to be fair I hate that expression why'd I use that DGMC is he's matured that's what I'll say I'll leave it as that <laughs> we are a nice we are a good bunch of people um Evan Wright left us a super chat as well Thank you very much Evan says my fellow Stampede Wrestling Relaunch partner Spenny Love will be here <laughs> and That's a bit of an inside joke off of Twitter Where you know, with, with all the WCW um Relaunch, reboot stuff Earlier this week uh, We were having a little fun with it Saying that we were going to relaunch Stampede Wrestling So that was fun uh, Anakin JMD left us another super chat says guess I guess wCw 2021 can't have stang guess not he's been uh he he's been he, he's been uh, uh squashed he's been squished <laughs> he's been he, he's been taken elsewhere. got another couple of super chats here that i'm going to keep tucked under my belt uh for a little later on when we are going to be addressing those particular subjects but thank you very much want to say hello to aaron entertainment who's here as well less more talking sheet good to see you less thanks for dropping by good to see you sir uh hothead five six seven good to see you as well um who corrected me and did, did say, it's emojis uh, emo- not emojis excuse me m- emotes like, all right sorry geez that's why I'm, that's why I was asking <laughs> uh so that'll be fun um and um yeah so there we go and one more super chat before we get on to the festivities Ooh by Anakin yeah. See, it just popped up here it says reminder what Evan said last night after AEW winter came and so did i my chat keeping it classy god damn <laughs> uh, all right everyone let's get this uh let's get this thing going let's start you know what tonight is going to be a full weekly wrestling inspection but i'm not going to keep you from listening to ben Perizet's l- jingle weekly wrestling inspection here we go Hey, uh before we uh go into wrestling matches and so on and so forth, I want to just take a little moment to talk about uh about Pat Patterson. Um uh, we of course we've all heard that he passed away uh yesterday at uh, 79 years old in his home in in Miami. Uh what I mean, uh, terrible th- he, he had been battling cancer. Terrible thing, uh, terrible stuff uh and uh, a loss nonetheless for the wrestling business. Um of course at this point, you've all heard the bios, You lots of podcasts have covered it before, I did at this point, he started wrestling in 1958 in Montreal, headed to Boston a couple of years later to really break in, he was uh, AWA Tag Team Champion uh, with uh, Ray Stevens uh, before becoming WWF intercontinental champion in 1979 after that hard hard fought tournament in rio de janeiro uh he officially retired from in-ring competition in 1984 but of course became an integral part of wwe's uh wwf at the time right and and even later on uh became an integral part of their match planning and booking uh he would walk through endings with most wrestlers Uh, he was he was extremely hands-on one of Vince's right-hand men for years. Uh, of course, creator of the Royal Rumble. And uh, you if you were hanging around Twitter and you were looking at... Uh, you were listening to... Um, or reading, I should say, on Twitter, right? Uh, everyone who was um, paying tribute to him. How much of an inspiration he was and how much... Uh, uh, how hands-on he was with talent and giving feedback. And always was trying to boost everyone up to try to, try to get the best out of everyone, and that's, that's, that's something, of course, not without, he wasn't without controversy, you know, the whole Barry Orton uh, situation, uh, where he actually resigned from WWF for for a while before uh, being hired back, the whole Terry Gordy, uh, Terry, uh, Terry Garvin, excuse me, not Terry, Gordian, Terry Garvin stuff, that was a whole, he, not without controversy, but it's hard to not say that this gentleman didn't have an impact and um as i was saying last night on the pre-stream on the on the pre-show uh on last night's slate um as a as a guy who who was raised in french canada and quebec uh i was exposed to a whole other version of pat patterson before the rest of the world was before the rest of the wrestling world was uh on on saturday mornings uh, here in uh, in the province, we would have a French version of WWE Superstars. So instead of having Piper's Pit uh, as an interview segment, uh, since the whole thing was conducted in English, of course, we'd have Pat Patterson, who would have guests on, and he would have his little segment called The Brunch. Um, so it, Pat Patterson's brunch, essentially, because it was on a Saturday morning, sometimes Sunday morning, depending. And uh, and his gimmick basically is that he would, of course, talk in French, act as the host, speak in French to the French listening crowd, but would have English speaking wrestlers there. And since he was acting a heel, if he'd have the baby faces on, he'd insult them or make fun of them in French while being very facetious and uh, and saying, no, no, I'm one speaking to them in English saying, oh, no, no, I'm, be- I'm being cool. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm not trying to insult you. And it was the greatest thing. And I pulled one up here on YouTube and I I just like to, just so that you can see like the kind of stuff that I saw when I was a little kid. This was my first exposure to Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson is a legend here. You, called Le Rave du Québec. That's how he'd refer to himself as the, the Quebec dream is how he'd call himself here, of course, a, a direct knockoff of uh, of Dusty, but it was all fair play, right? But here, I pulled one up for you, and I'd like to, uh, I'll i will try and translate as we go along here as well, uh, just in case, uh, because he is talking in, in French most of it, and he's, in this one here, he's interviewing, this is one of my favorites, he's interviewing Tito Santana. Uh, let's give it a listen here. Let me pull this up over here. There we go. Right on his T shirt, it's written Le, rêve tout le du monde Québec. champion intercontinental, Quito que une So He's going to try and get Tito Santana to say, I'm a whiner in French.
1: Broil. Je suis brailleur
0: means I'm a whiner. Can you say, can you just say this in French? Just say it in French. Je suis brailleur. Je suis brailleur. <laughs> ah, and, and we'd all pop, broil. right? And we'd be like, oh, he said it. He is a whiner. People that you're proud to be a champion. You're exactly right, now, Patterson. Tito, let me ask you. Did you, take Did you ever wrestle in Quebec City? No, I've never had the opportunity to wrestle in Quebec, but I'm looking forward to, uh, to coming down there. I've, so, I've signed a contract and I'm on my way. So he... Patterson's saying uh, the opposite. He's saying... He said he never wrestled in Quebec, but he's not excited to come back back at all. He's not back looking back forward back to back it. Back you know, that was from, his uh, shtick. From Greg to Hammer Valentine, didn't you? That's exactly right. I wanted him Baltimore on July the 6th, and then it was the... Uh, Happiest moment in my wrestling career up to now. I enjoyed it. I love it. The belt's mine. I don't have it with me right now because Greg destroyed it after the match was over. Sure, I Tito. a kind of brand new belt made for me and he's basically saying now so oh yeah you're saying you won t- t- the t- title you stole the title it's Tito, Tito. you're a Quebec. you're a thief so and then now he's saying you know now apparently all the women in Quebec they, they they they're all in love with this guy look at this guy here right in love with this mug look he's wearing glasses is what he's saying he looks, he looks stupid is what he's saying. So to see you. They're so anxious to look at you, Tito. They want to talk to you. They want to touch you. They're so anxious. Now he's going to start know, insulting love him love in me. French as Tito's I talking. i uh, from Quebec. To Caclay. Caclay. Caclay means cross-eyed. Caclay. 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 Caclay means you look dumb. And uh, you, I want to uh, make one statement, Pat. You know, you, you make fun of everybody out here. No, no, no. And no, no. I'm just going <laughs> to let you know son, that if, uh, as a singer, Pat Patterson, you wouldn't sell too many records. He says, Shut up and don't take off your glasses because if you take off your glasses, everyone's going to see how ugly you are. It's It was so simple, but it was fantastic. It was really fantastic. Like Mr. Fretz said, you know, can picture... Kevin Owens and as kids living this, that's, it's, it's hard to understate how, uh, how huge Patterson was in the province at the time. Even if you didn't, even if you didn't watch wrestling, you knew who Pat Patterson was, you knew what the brunch was. It, It was a little transcendent. So, and it was fantastic, and he's had classic, classic segments with Lou Albano, who just plays along one hundred percent. Albano's like, "Are you making fun of me, Patterson?" You know, it's a, it's great stuff. And there's a whole YouTube channel that has a whole bunch of them on there. Hopefully, I won't get them monetized for this, but it will be worth it. Tribute to Pat Patterson. May you rest in peace, you absolute champ. And um, condolences to his friends, his family. Everyone who's close to him and to his most loyal fans as well. Um, Want to say hello to Tony Wiegand, who just jumped into the chat. Good to see you, Tony. So, hello and welcome to Tim and Joel, call it in the ring. No, no, no. There's no Tim and Joel, call it in the ring. They, they, these guys, they start before I start. <laughs> I guess I, I forgot to press... P- Forgot to press pause on the YouTube video. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Shout out to those dudes. Mm. Um. Okay, so let's um. <laughs> let's start by uh, let. Okay, so let's start talking about some wrestling matches now. As we uh, as we kick this one off, um, gonna gloss over a little bit the uh, the best of Super Juniors. It's happening right now. We had a couple of matches uh, this week. We had two nights. Uh, of action, November twenty nine and uh, December second, uh, as far as the Best of Super Junior, Junior's tournament um, goes, there's been quite a few matches. Of of course, there's there's stuff I want to talk about, and I want to reserve some time to talk about it. So uh, I'm going to keep my my um, my thoughts on uh, on the Best of Super Juniors matches uh, short, but I think a couple of matches that you really need to to watch uh should go as follow uh on night 6 november 29 um rizuki taguchi of course uh defeated uh, uh, yumura i always have trouble rep- pronouncing his name yumura yumura i why why do i always and here's the thing is that i'm here and i'm and i'm warming up and i'm going yumura 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 you know trying to get it naturally into my mouth and then I, and then when it's time to perform, it was a great match. It was, the, it's the, uh, the, um, the opening match of, uh, night six, again, November 29th. Great, great stuff. And Taguchi, my God, we, we, we talk about a whole bunch of wrestlers who are up there in age and who can still go. You know, when we talk about Chris Jericho, we talk about, uh, 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 Minoru Suzuki, right? Those are usually our go-tos. Dustin Rhodes. But Taguchi, man, he's still wrestling a very capable light heavyweight style on top of that. And he's up with, uh, with a, a young line in Yumura, Yumura, who, uh, y- Who's hungry and he uh, and and who's there to learn at the same time? Putting him into a match with with a a a pro like Taguchi is fantastic, and the results were really really good. It it was a great opening match uh, for uh, for night six. I was excited. I I wasn't expecting it to be that exciting. It was really good. It was really really good. Um, I liked it. Uh, you you should definitely check it out. And the main event of that same night, Hiromu Takahashi defeating Robbie Eagles. Ugh, it was good. And the thing is, is that I watched it once and I got two, I, I watched it once and I was like, huh, and I wasn't, I, I something didn't click. And you know, sometimes it could be just oh, like, yeah. oh, you're watching this on an empty stomach. Oh, you're watching this while your ex is texting you stuff. And maybe, <laughs> maybe you're not in the I, you know just throwing that out there so maybe you're not exactly in the best frame of mind to be watching wrestling at that point point. and then I get on Twitter and I see people oh I didn't quite care for it other people are like no this was great like you know what? I'll give it another watch and I'm glad I rewatched it because it is a very strong very strong light heavyweight match so so good so much good stuff in there go check that out Hiromu Takahashi versus Robbie Eagles. And it's also the kind of match that if you're not familiar with the junior heavyweight division in New Japan, uh this is this is uh, primo excellent stuff. I would I dare say this is Robbie Eagles' best showing since he joined New Japan, probably. Probably, but it's good. This this did wonders for him, elevated him. It's good shit, pal, as they like to say. Um, and, uh, then if we move on to night seven, which I thought was an extremely good night of wrestling, I think it's a, I think it was a fantastic card from top to bottom. The two matches you have to look, look out for are, uh, El Desperado versus, uh, who defeated current IWGP junior heavyweight champion Taiji Ishimori, uh, in a bit of a surprise because Ishimori's been going through everyone, but I'm glad they did this. And I, 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 there was another match. look, I, I'll, I'll condense my thoughts into this. The other match that you have to watch on the card, uh, is again the main event Hiromu Takahashi versus Sho. Uh, and and Sho actually defeated Hiromu Takahashi, which I did not see coming. Um, so basically. Hiromu and Ishimori are currently the, they're the two top juniors of the division. And when you look at the rest of the division, you have a lot of super talented guys, but you don't exactly know, well, who's next? Who outside of Ishimori and Hiromu right now in New Japan are like top title contenders? We'll have people tell me uh, Dragon Lee, right? Uh, Sure, uh, but he's probably not in Japan right now. Uh, so you know you can't quite you can't quite count on him to be a part of that title picture, but as it stands right now, uh, Hiromu um, Hiromu Nishimori by putting over Show and El Desperado have elevated both of these guys instantly. So essentially, Despi has a claim. Despi El Desperado has a claim on the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title. So that's exciting and. Sho, beating Hiromu, who is arguably the ace right now of the junior division, nah, arguably, nah, he is, he's the ace of the junior uh, junior division right now, getting a win over him, that solidifies it, and you know what, it makes sense, because not that long ago, Sho was standing toe-to-toe with, um, uh, with uh, Shingo Takagi, who is a legitimate heavyweight badass, so, Mm. this all kind of makes sense to me and I like the match between Hiromu and Sho because Hiromu, Hiromu is, is nuts he's insane that's what he does he's the taking time bomb he just, and Sho is a he's a power uh he's a power junior so um, strikes strength moves it was great stuff I really really liked it so as it stands because of what happened on December 2nd, that's uh th- that was just uh, yesterday, uh night seven. So because of what happened, the standings are like this: uh Taiji Ishimori, Hiromu Takahashi, Show and El Desperado are all tied at 10 points. You have Bushi, Master Wato, who are at eight, Robbie Eagles and Taguchi at six points apiece, Doki at two, and Yomira? Yu- Yumira? <laughs> Kevin Kelly help, uh, who is at zero uh and uh it's it's been a very entertaining uh coming to an end though where uh if i'm not mistaken i think um the last night is this weekend so we'll be uh we'll be definitely diving a little deeper uh as we as we move on uh as we move on uh into next week evan wright left us a couple of super chats thank you very much evan Says Taguchi and Rocky, as in Rocky Romero as a team last year, ruled hard. Uh they were in World Tag League, right? And uh World Tag League is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, but I I I I did watch more tag league than I than I uh, last year than I did this year. Uh and uh and I do remember that they, they it was a super good tag. It was a lot, it was a really entertaining tag team rocky is fantastic as well he's he's a really good wrestler too the other super chat that evan left us uh says uh, i want to give master watto his credit he's been good he has i think he got uh you know i think he got the uh the kinks out the ne- like the, um, the the nervousness yeah, clearly he's not you know they're not pushing him to the top just yet they're not going to give him these huge junior spots but that's okay just coming out of the young lion program he's got his gimmick he's got you know he still has his first his personality to forge you know blue is not a personality doing this that's not a personality <laughs> I, i'm i love i i i think he's great i love him so much it's so it's so ridiculous but um but yeah so all that is good he he is having a he is having a good tournament, and I just splashed water in my glasses like a dope. There we go. Uh, all right, we're back. Um, okay, so um, so yeah, best Super Juniors. I mean, it's good stuff. Um, it's good stuff. You'll never be you'll never be uh wronged with it. But right now, night. Uh, what was it? Night uh, seven, December December second. Good stuff. I thought it was a good card from top to bottom. All right. Uh, let's move away from the... Um, no, no. Let's stay on Cool Beans. Let's move on to SmackDown last Friday. Let's uh, um, Kevin Owens and Jey Uso last week and the whole thing. Again, look. Roman Reigns right now. It, it, it's a skipping... It's a record that's skipping. You know, there's just skipping away, skippity-skip record. Uh, Roman and um, uh, the Roman Reigns is fantastic, and his whole angle with Jey Uso is, is 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 great. The opening segment that they had at the start of Raw, another great promo with with Ro- with with Roman, Jey Uso carrying the weight of the loss at Survivor Series, and it's wild because Roman is there in the ring, you know, and he's admonishing Jay, and he's like, this. He made the loss matter, and I said it last week, or at least you know, even when we were going into Survivor Series on the prediction show, I was like, "Jey Uso is the only guy who has stakes in this match," and 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 you look at how compelling this is. Jey was the only guy who had any stakes; he had something to prove, and I loved it. So I like how they set this up. They beat up Otis. What the? I mean, Otis is nothing right now, which is bonkers to me why why split up their team then if if you're gonna want to make a singles guy out of them and don't have anything for it's that's just wild to me anyway um th- this led into a match later on in the evening uh between Kevin Owens and Jey Uso, Jay Uso and you know what it was a good one and it's still relatively fresh uh Jey Uso the singles run has that immense positive going for SmackDown right now is that we we're we're seeing some extremely we're seeing matches we've never seen or haven't seen very often they feel fresh and that's a big problem in wwe as you know um matches not getting old always going back to the same matches so this is this is good plus on top of that they're putting them uh putting them on on smackdown main events as if there's as if he's been doing it for years and I did that I I can't blame WWE for doing this and I can't I can't crap on them for that Jay is Jay is is a good wrestler um he's he's in tune with what with modern with a more contemporary style of wrestling right even though he still has to go WWE style so he's not like completely all out but his style meshes in very uh, much more with a contemporary crowd and it's fresh matches. I I love this. I, I like what they're doing there. And this was good. Hell, I like that we got a steam breaker in this match. We got a f- fucking steam breaker. When's the last time we saw that? Uh, Kevin Owens eventually gets the 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 win after being clobbered with a chair by Jay Uso. But then after that, it's the post-match here that interests us um not that not that the match didn't interest him. you know what I mean uh KO beats uh the shit out of Jay Uso great post-match beat down he chair shots Jay over and over and over again and then he sits at the end of commentary of the commentary table and he bam 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 and he whams on the table and he's like yeah mm. calls out Roman hey you want to give me Roman versus uh versus Kevin Owens I'm cool with that, they haven't seen it in a while. It's going to feel fresh because of the role reversal because Roman is so good and because Kevin Owens is such a surprisingly good baby face and Kevin Owens is a fucking good worker. So this is going to be an astoundingly good match. This is going to be great. It's crazy. It's crazy when you just reverse the roles, how things can change and feel and feel interesting. This is good stuff. Of course, I, I don't expect Kevin Owens to win the Universal title. This is a transitional feud. Roman's going to hang on to this for a while still. But, if you're going to give us a transitional f- feud, this one here is going to definitely, definitely be worth it. I'm to say hello to Thomas Middaugh who joined us in the chat. Good to see you, Thomas. I think that the Mr. Warren Hayes show... Live chat has more Thomases per capita than any other other live chat. That 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 should be my tagline moving forward. All Thomases, all Thomases are welcome. I mean, everyone is welcome, but especially Thomases. <laughs> Michael Morgan, good to see you as well. Welcome to the chat. Let's keep the cool beans going. Uh, serving up uh, a feud between Bailey and Bianca Belair is perfect. This is exactly what they need to do with Bianca Belair. In fact, it's the only logical step because you need to make this woman a star. You have to stop making her do little vignettes and you have to make her win big matches. I still think it's a disaster that they didn't decide to, to, that they felt like they had to protect Nia Jax for some reason and didn't have her uh, stand tall at the end of Survivor Series. I've been over this. I'm not gonna rehash it but this this week here seeing her lead and I called this I said they need to move into a feud with Bailey otherwise what are they doing there's no one big enough for Bianca outside of Sasha but Sasha's the champion and I wouldn't want Bianca to go into a title run just just quite yet serve her up Bailey but of course this has to end with Bianca getting a big clean win over our girl Bailey. This is how it has to go cuz if all of this is Bailey shenanigans her way to wins all the time, it's just going to hurt her. And I I don't care what WWE might like to tell us, but wins and losses do matter. No one likes to, no one likes to support a loser. No one does. So cross my fingers I'm excited. This was the the smartest booking step moving forward. Hello, Floman. Good to see you. And hello, Kristen Ashley, the first lady of the Mr. Warren Hayes show. Press K-A in the chat to say hello to Kristen because that's how it goes. <laughs> uh, more cool beans. I liked SmackDown this Friday. I think there was a lot of positives in it as opposed to... Uh, <coughs> raw uh, <laughs> uh daniel bryan versus Sami Zayn. uh i, I thought it was good i you know I, I i was entertained by it i like what they're doing here with um uh i, I like this uh, i like this feud a lot i like the idea of them pushing this forward again little role reversal i think sammy's heel character is better than ever here and it's going to be a real good compliment to to brian and we saw some just some little mm, some little sparks of mm, falling down from from the heavens here over this match you know just like the an El generico style brain buster on the apron god that was good we got a blue thunder bomb as well we had some suicide dives and sammy finally gets Brian, uh, daniel bryan to follow him out of the ring chases him but then sammy runs back down for the count out win this is fun sammy Zayn. Uh, opportunistic i'm okay with it i think it works it works for him because he is uh he's going over so much in it like he's 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 being so larger than life with it right um that's fantastic i that's the reason it's working he's like a modern day honky-tonk man to a certain extent, and I mean, and I'm you know I mean that without all the baggage. I mean, Honky Tonk Man, the character when he was IC champion, you know, you you hated Honky Tonk Man because he never won properly, and he he, he had this super long IC title reign, and yet there you go, you know, it's like, pfft, pfft. so I I love this, I love what they're doing with Sammy, and, you know, hopefully, um like you know there's there's another one there, there there's a there, there's another big one that sammy and daniel bryan have up their sleeve that they're just saving for a bigger stage tlc maybe we'll see but this was very good i think sammy's been doing fantastic fantastic worth character wise and in ring wise Oh, since uh since coming back late summer i think he's been absolutely fantastic he's been uh we all we're all talking about Roman, 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 but Sammy's been another great reason to watch SmackDown. All right, too many cool beans here. We gotta heat up the place with some hot trash as we move on over to Monday Night Raw with the new day in the hurt business. That, you know, suddenly they're still hunting for the tag titles despite losing three opportunities to win it now they're doing singles matches ooh la la now they're going to start fighting one on one to sort of regain the 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 motivate or the momentum cuz goddamn momentum's important uh the moving into momentum territory uh, it's, uh that um that uh they there <laughs> let me put it to you this way there the promo that the new day cut when the hurt business were coming down you know to rechallenge them in singles matches was wwe making light of its own tag team its own bad tag team booking and it was so referential in its humor that you're like oh this is the last line of defense here right what when all you have left is to make fun at your own inadequacies your own incompetence that's all that's all you got left brother that's that's absolutely it i mean it makes sense that you get into a tag into a into a it's a, a a singles match with a tag team expert like um xavier woods and that he loses to cedric alexander who is a uh who's a he was the singles guy it's to me it makes sense that the singles guy going over the tag team guy in a singles match uh it, it works right it's just it makes absolute sense but they're going they're they're continuing to revisit this match week after week after week two weeks ago we got the same match twice in one night now they're giving us the singles matches this is how wwe burns us out this oh is not yeah. compelling this is not something that makes it exciting to see these guys fight over week after week after week especially when you know when like i think they're telegraphing it pretty hard at this point that the new day are going to drop the titles to the Hurt business probably at tlc at that and then what the what's the Hurt business gonna do what, what are Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander going to do? I don't know. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't. Evan Wright left us a super chat. Thank you very much. Evan says, I love seeing champions pinned every single week. Yeah, that's another thing, right? That's another thing that doesn't make sense. You want to earn a title shot, you have to beat the champions. And then if you beat the champions, they'll get your title shot. But that's what happens. That's what happens when you purge your tag team division, right? That's what happens. Yes. By the way, thank you for noted t- t- saying that, Kristen. Has everyone noticed my holiday flair here on stream? If you're watching live right now, isn't this nice? Don't we feel like, don't we feel in the holiday spirit right now? I'd say we do. I'd say we do. <laughs> um more hot trash uh okay Lana <laughs> poor Lana here's the thing she she uh she pulled off some stuff on Monday where I'm I look at her and I'm like oh, okay she's she's learning things like she she's she did some uh she did some transitional stuff she did some grappling where I'm like oh okay She's putting some work in. That's cool. Uh, and w- however you think about how uh, everything is set with Lana, is she the right person to be pushed in this spot? Whatever. Um, you have to appreciate that she's that she's actually learning, that she's trying. And yes, as Chad points out, she's the most confusing baby face in the history of wrestling right now. I don't. I don't understand how. I don't understand how anyone can righteously perceive her as uh as a baby face anyway but that we talked about that last week. But what I want to focus on here is if if WWE does want Lana to get into a uh elevator game, you know, take it a, a few steps a few notches higher, uh if they want her to improve Well, one of the things they have to do is indeed put her in a ring in front of a live crowd or at least in front of a live taping and have her perform there. That's the only way you're going to really pick things up in actual match situations. But she also needs to be wrestling elite women who will be able to guide her and help her through a match as well. Not saying necessarily carry her, but adapt and work to have her learn things and also work with her to maybe cover up her weaknesses and play off her strengths or be receptive when she wants to try some stuff off. Asuka is a good idea. I think the tag team with Asuka is a very good idea because Asuka is exactly that. She is a polished, top tier, uh, elite level women's women uh, women's performer there we go top level so that's good so she's tag team partner I I think it makes sense having her wrestle Nia Jax makes zero sense as Nia Jax is not going to teach Lana anything Nia Jax is not Lana is not going to learn anything from Nia Jax Nia Jax has nothing to contribute to her Nia doesn't Naya is not good at professional wrestling. She just is not. Sorry if if you haven't figured that one out yet. So what she needs to do to get out, she needs, meaning Lana, she needs to have people like Asuka. She needs to wrestle people like Asuka. She needs to wrestle people like Charlotte. And I tweeted that out. Charlotte needs to come back. And I got a couple of responses where, Bringing Charlotte Flair back isn't the isn't the solution to the woes of the women's division. There is plenty of women still on the roster, and I get it. But if you have plenty of women who are all on the same level, and you can make an argument that maybe outside of Shayna Baszler and Asuka, everyone else on the roster on the Raw side is all they're all pretty much okay workers. And I feel like women like Peyton Royce, Mandy Rose, they—they're all poised to really take their stuff up uh, up another notch. But they have to be wrestling these ring gen... They have to have elite women to compete against. If they're always fighting amongst themselves and they're all being ooh, we're we're, we're trying stuff out and and they're unsure of each other, that's how a match that's how a match pacing slows down. It's how it looks. starts to look a little clunkier. Well, not being bad, but you're like, "Mm, something's missing here. That's why bringing someone back like Charlotte Flair would be absolutely, positively a plus to this division. On Raw right now, she has to come back for this to elevate more women because they won't be able to go back to uh to uh charlotte and oscar very uh, for very very long we don't know what's up with becky so they have to elevate other women look the point being i'm i'm going a very <laughs> going around uh i'm taking the long road to get to here your women will not improve unless they are wrestling the top tier the top talent of your promotion or of your division it, that's just it that's just basic basic development
1: if, Ooh, yeah. if all you
0: do is put lana versus naya jackson week after week no one is going to win not lana not naya not the fans it's really it's really that simple evan wright left us a super chat thank you very much evan he says why did peyton royce pin bailey at survivor series like, where is the follow-up to that? She pinned someone who held the main title for a year. I talked about it. Absolutely, I'm, I'm with you, Evan. Absolutely, I talked about it on the sh- the stream after Survivor Series. Peyton Royce pins the longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion. And it's like, beep. And she doesn't even get a bloody match. She's not on the same brand. That's fine. I don't give a shit. She can still come out and grab a microphone and cut promos like I pin Bailey at Survivor Series. And not only pin Bailey, pin Bailey clean as a sheet. Which is which is more than we can say for Kenny Omega last night. Am <laughs> I right, fellas? Oh, I take Warren Hayes. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Uh, but um, but yeah, absolutely. You know, the th- th- no following up on 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 something that that is so huge like that cuckoo. That's what it is. Cuckoo. I don't get it. I agree with you, Evan. And thank you again for the super chat. I want to say hello to Ilias Arts, who is here, the greatest artist, the greatest artist of the 21st century, leaving Twitter, leaving only his behind his great oeuvre of works. Ilias, you bless us with your presence tonight. Thank you very much, you maestro of MS Paint. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. I want to say hello to the Yankee Power, who's also in the chat as well. All right, let's get rid of some hot trash. Let's start talking about Cool Beans. Um, The, the show last night, the show... NXT Di- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Winter is coming. AEW Dynamite. What a what an absolutely fantastic show. Right? If there's one thing that uh if there's one thing that we are blessed with with the return of head to head wrestling competition Wednesday nights in this case. The one thing that we're blessed with is the return of the supercard. Talked about this last night again on the pre-stream. You should come to the pre-stream, 7.30, before Raw, before AEW and NXT, and before SmackDown, every Monday, uh, Wednesday, Friday, a half hour before to get pumped for it. I'd say a lot of things there as well. Um, The the greatest thing is the return of the supercard. With The Halloween havocs, the great American bashes, the fighter fests, these these moments where it's like it's not quite pay-per-view, but my god, this is going to be a turning point here. You're, you're, you're in for something special. Jesus Christ, that we get something special. And not just the big events, but we got some great wrestling throughout. Super good edition of Dynamite last night. And anyone, anyone who still thinks that. Two wrestling promotions on Wednesday nights is a bad idea or whatever. It's like they're not not—they're not competing. They are competing because if they weren't competing, they wouldn't be doing shows Ooh, like this. Yeah. NXT wouldn't have put out a fantastic show like Halloween Havoc a couple of weeks ago. And we wouldn't have had a fantastic, absolutely pristine show like Winter is Coming was last night. Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Left a super chat. Thank you very much. C-I-B-T-W. <laughs> he says, uh, most of WWE's good women workers are in NXT. Well, uh, you're not going to get any disagreement on my part in regards to that. Uh, they, The women's division in NXT is fantastic. Loaded with women, with amazingly talented women. But there are amazingly talented women up on main roster as well of course you have the four horsewomen you have oscar you have bianca you have uh sonia deville come back to us soon sonia we hope you're doing well um sonia who was on the verge of a breakout uh which is again still the one of the greatest shames to come out of 2020 that wasn't COVID related um so you know they and and honestly keep your eyes out on carmela Keep your eyes out for Carmella. Something tells me she's going to surprise a whole bunch of people when she starts getting those singles matches in. Especially against Sasha. Because I do remember her when she dropped the straps, when she dropped the SmackDown title to Charlotte before Becky uh, became the man. I uh, I remember Carmella kind of carrying Charlotte to uh through a match and I was like Jesus look at the look at her go why why didn't they let her wrestle why did they have to have uh James Ellsworth do all the heavy lifting and not let her wrestle look how great she can be just just hang on for a second I'd I, I, I'd be I'd I wouldn't be surprised if she wouldn't she doesn't end up being fantastic but but I agree Though with you, Cyclops is better than Wolverine, not with your name, but with your super chat. Probably the best women workers in WWE, like consistently, are all in NXT. I agree. DGMC left us a super chat as well. Says, thank you very much. Says, damn it, why did I trust those Canadians? That's a Tony Khan quote. Yeah, pretty much. We'll get that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, I want to talk about the, the the battle royal that they had to begin with for the uh the um to determine the top two contenders for the um for the uh, dynamite diamond ring. Um I, I like to mention it every time I talk about AEW with a battle royal because I think their battle royals have become absolutely fantastic. I think they've Ooh improved yeah. trama- I, This was my favorite one they've done yet. I thought last night's battle royal was great. Just a year ago, they were doing, uh, you know, a little over a year ago when they were doing the pay-per-views before actually having Dynamite and they were doing the Casino Battle Royals, the men's, you know, and the women's at first. They were shit. They were absolute shit. Uh, Camera work wasn't there. Uh, Everything was confusing in the ring. There were guys doing spots at the same time. Everyone was lying around the ring, you know, on the inside of the ring waiting for a spot to be done. I, 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 I thought they were trash. Now, they're getting better. And I had a good time watching... The uh, I I had a good time watching it last night because I, it connected a whole bunch of stories. I I really liked it. You know, between the Matt Hardy stuff, oh, you know, yeah. um, where he's he sta- starts eliminating people. And look, if if you're wondering if Matt Hardy's going to be a heel or not, moving on. Matt Hardy eliminated John Silver. Now, if that if that's not a spot to generate heat, right? I don't know what that is cuz John Silver probably one of the most over guys in the company at least. He's an in, he's a he's an internet darling. That's for sure. Um and uh look, here we go. <laughs> I I thought this was fa- I thought it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of stuff going on here. The dark order saving hangman page, nice little touch there adding on to that story. I thought they were going to weave hangman into the uh the um the uh the Omega stuff uh at the end of the show but clearly ha, what do I know about booking I, I no, but I like this I, I I like what they're doing with Hangman here in the Dark Order I think it's fun I like the Wardlow protecting Inner Circle members MJF and Sammy in the corner I thought it was a nice touch I thought that was cool too uh Miro had a great showing eventually um the inner circle gang up on Miro to eliminate him the final four MJF Wardlow Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy perennial loser babyface Jungle Boy I'm gonna start calling him that and it's a shame but man I can't I I am here for the Jungle Boy singles run that will lead him to the TNT title that's what I'm here for I I've and I've been saying it I've been (laughs) preaching for a Jungle Boy singles, single, first Jungle Boy single success. I can't wait to see it. Um, anyway, MJ, uh, Sammy, um, uh, Sammy and Jungle Boy are on the top turnbuckle and MJF pushes them both off and, oop, ooh, MJF accidentally knocked Sammy off, so that kind of sucks. Uh, and, uh, MJF thinks, MJF and Wardlow, or at least MJF thinks that he and Wardlow won the match, but Orange Holy Cassidy yeah. wasn't eliminated. He was just rolled out to the floor. So he comes in, eliminates Wardlow. We're getting MJF versus Orange next week for the ring. I hope. I hope Orange Cassidy wins it. Because then he'll the King of Sloth style with a diamond ring is something that is uh something that I am looking forward to. I'm excited for that. Um Oh and look at this. Cyclops is better than Wolverine left us a super chat. Thank you very much again. He says I wasn't a fan of Orange or MJF winning. Isn't that okay, see? Conflicting opinions here in the Mr. Orange show. I thought I thought this was fun and I wasn't expecting Orange Cassidy, so that kind of uh that kind of surprised me and that that was cool. I don't think like it made it would make sense that MJF should defend his title in his or his ring in a match. Um interesting okay um I, to to me to me there's something very complimentary that makes sense but to chat uh talk about it I mean this is a this is an interesting point that uh that he brings up uh if who sh- if not NJF and Orange who discuss <laughs> let's talk about it um but I thought this was good and then there was the post-match after no this was a little later on Um, after the uh, after the Jericho um, the Jericho Kazarian match a little later on uh, the inner circle are teasing splitting up there's going to be an ultimatum next week folks so we'll see what happens Um, alright let's get to it let's start talking about it there's uh, so I mean here's what happened last night right Sting is in AEW. He appeared. He's there. Um we knew uh for we've been we've known for a while that uh that Sting has uh was out of his WWE Legends contract. All his merchandise disappeared from WWEshop.com. Didn't quite a lot of people were expecting him to show up, but it's uh it's kind of uh it's kind of a shock. Because I don't think anyone was expecting it. Yeah, again, on the on the pre uh, on my pre-show yesterday, I was like, you know what? I think Shaq is gonna show up. Because they, they, you know, they sort of have to add a little fuel to that fire, right? They sort of have to keep uh, keep the flames going on that one. But we got Sting instead, who showed up after the uh the match between uh, Cody Rhodes and Darby Allen versus uh Team Taz. Powerhouse Hobbs and uh Ricky Starks, which was a fine match. but was okay. It was good. Um, Let's go off everything. You see the, the snow that starts to fall. You see Sting appeared on the Tron and he comes out in full uh crow attire. He's got the baseball bat and he stares everyone in the ring down. I got not going to lie. Got a little bit of a shiver when he was staring at uh Darby Allen. His he was like, Wait, are you my son? kind of thing, you know. That I like that because I said, you know, Darby in the stands with the TNT title, or even before that, just looking at the matches like Darby Allen is pulling off his best sting impression Ooh, right yeah. now. Look at what happened here. That was absolutely fantastic. Um uh, so a lot of people are excited and, and I popped I was like Oh my god it, He's showing up there Right And it's oh, cool yeah. And I'll tell you why And it, here's one of the reasons Why I think A lot of people uh, A lot of people really Got excited about this I think it's Mostly due to the fact That you have These legends of the business Like absolute Let You You cannot not call Sting a true-to-form legend in the business of professional wrestling. Being able to go and have a presence and be important somewhere other than WWE. And I think that says a lot. And I think it's something that's good for AEW because it does legitimize the promotion when they do that kind of stuff. When when they're able to attract um, Hall of Famers, classic fellas... And eventually, ladies too. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Who who will come? Well, I mean, they've done it with Medusa, but Medusa goes all over the place. You know, she, you know, she's she's been all over, and that's fine. That's cool. Um, it, it it does help create a sense of legitimacy Ooh, to the promotion. Yeah. It's not just a fly by night thing, and it definitely doesn't feel like. Uh, you know it's just all the old guys coming together in another promotion to to do their thing you know kind of I'm not gonna name any names here but I think it's really really interesting that he's there for that and I think that's what let's, that's what gets people excited because I think the people I think people get excited because it's again proof that talent doesn't have to be locked down in one place anymore and not even the legends the legends can go be legends wherever they want to be now and they're not dependent on one guy deciding whether or not you're going to be there. So I'm cool with that and I'm excited for it. And I'm going to tell you oh, that's the, yeah. the thing that excites me most about all uh, about it all. But well, wait, I, hang on. I don't want to get to that just yet. I I'm I want to know at this point. I want to know why what happened. This is this is what I want to know. Um, can, can our boy, can our boy, um, Sting still go or not? That's the main question, right? Sting is 61 years old, okay? And I'll be the first to say, and I've said it before, a lot of folks out there, a lot of men who are wrestling into their 50s, late 50s, still looking great, can he do it? Because... Um, he was diagnosed with spinal stenosis, which is the same thing that took Edge out. And the same thing, by the way, that Seamus is uh, is um, fighting, essentially. Seamus also has a, a, a case of it, but he's been able to, you know, through therapy and treatment and being careful on how he bumps as well, uh, he's been able to work through it. This is, but the, the stenosis is basically how. Uh, it's basically how, um, uh, it's basically the reason why Edge had to retire. And one of the reasons why it was so cool to see him back. And apparently this is the same thing where WWE was like, no, you can't wrestle anymore. So at some point, this speculation, folks, we're shooting the shit here. Yeah. At some point you're, you're sting. you're being told by WWE year after year after year. Uh, our doctors aren't clearing you. You can't go back in the ring. You're too much of a risk. yum da dum, dee doom dee da And then Edge comes back and you you got to go. You have to go like this. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Why can't I come back? Why can't I have those treatments? Sure. There's a 15-year difference between Edge and um, 13 to 15 years difference in age. That can, that can account for something. Sure. So... I am not excited necessarily to the idea of Sting wrestling again gonna be honest with you To me it, this could have a bit of an undertaker effect Where you know you're, you're sort of looking at him wrestling and You're like man why'd you decide to do this again Not a good idea so on and so forth To continue the comparisons with Undertaker. If there was. If the Undertaker documentary. Had me. Taught me something. That I implicitly already knew. But that was made very clear. From Taker's mouth. And from all the other testimonies. That they picked up. From other legends. Other superstars. If there's one thing. That that whole thing taught me. Is that wrestlers have a hard time. Letting go. Of performing. And. They want to go out on their terms, which is fair, and to be sidelined because of injury, because being told that your body can't go anymore, it's super frustrating. I can get behind that. I think at some point you do have to go like, okay, enough is enough, but I can also understand that, that burn inside you where you're like, this was not my way to go. I did not have my final hurrah, which is ultimately what Taker never really felt he got. And I think this is what Steve oh, Borden yeah. is feeling as well. He didn't get a proper, he didn't get a proper goodbye from WCW, the company that he carried, that he was a major star of, the guy that uh, that to the very end was loyal to the core, oh, despite yeah. the fact that WWE was knocking on his door and WWF knocking on his door, trying to get him in, trying to have him join the company and even when wwf joined the company uh, bought the company he said fuck y'all i'm not i'm not wrestling for you people the guy who to the very end was as loyal as loyal he could be to wcw he did not even get a hero send-off because wcw went like this <sniffs> he goes to tna same thing or impact it's the same thing he doesn't get a proper goodbye goes to wwe on the premise that he's going to be wrestling Undertaker. That shit never happens because WWE is like, no, we're going to have Undertaker fight other people. We're going to, oh, we've got this emergency feud that we have to get out of the way with Bray Wyatt, you know? He never had his proper send-off. He was denied that. So if anything, what I am most excited for, and for the career Of Steve Borden. Is for him to go to AEW. Be treated like the ultimate icon that he is. So that he can have. So that he can ride off into the sunset. Into retirement. With the send-off that he rightfully deserves. That's what excites me the most. Out of Sting being in AEW. Not the matches. I don't. Again, I will always allow myself to be surprised. I will always let my guard down and be like, show me what you got. And I could be surprised. But that's not what I'm looking forward to. And frankly, you know, the nostalgia thing has kicked in for a lot of people, myself included, you know. Um, The nostalgia stuff kicked in. I don't know if, if he still has it. I really don't. And all signs point to no. But I think there's a way. I think there's a way to. Um, I think there's a way for him to. Uh, to be used properly. So that he does come off. As. As they like to call him. The icon sting. We got a bunch of super chats. And I was talking about all of this here. Let's go through them. DGMC left a super chat. Thank you very much. DGMC it says Sting. Teaches Darby to avoid a horseman betrayal. Oh, yeah. No, 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 because Sting never learned. (laughs) Sting, how many times has Sting been, (laughs) he was like, yeah, Rick, we're friends now. And we're like, what the fuck are you doing, Sting? Ric Flair is going to backstab you within a month. What are you talking about? And it's all, so no, I'll tell you one thing. If there's one thing, if there's one thing Sting can teach a guy Is how to watch your back You know m- Make sure you know who your friends are He doesn't know that He, de- he- He's a poor Poor judgment <laughs> Evan Wright left us a super chat Thank you very much again, Evan Very generous this evening I appreciate it He says um, The Tony call gave me chills JR uh, the, the, You mean not, not the Tony Kong uh, K- Tony Khan Call You mean this of course that's what you meant Um, JR saying he felt young again made me laugh and feel good Tony interviewing him next week feels poetic to me I appreciate uh, thank you again Evan and I appreciate I will even add on top of that because I'm I'm, I'm in agreement with your statements the fact that they let Shivani do the call Excalibur JR like Tony this is I think it makes sense that you do this. I think it was a, an extremely class acting to do. I agree. And you know what? Here's what I'm excited for. Now the next thing I want on my, Shiv, on my Tony Schiavone hit list, I want him to pull out a greatest night in the history of our sport call. That Now that's the next thing I need. <laughs> and I think I'll be, I'll, it'll be complete. Uh, Evan uh, Wright with another super chat again. Thank you very much. Says Sting is the definition of wrestling alternative <laughs> do you mean, because of the way he's dressed because of <laughs> you know like I've, there's been a lot of sour sour arguments out there you know it's like yeah, the, the old men bring it all depends what they want to do with him, right and i'll depend i would assume oh, assume yeah. that people in aew will really will will not put sting in a position where he has to go out and wrestle a match and be competitive and interesting if he can't do it unlike wwf and bill goldberg who just all lie to each other um in perpetuity in regards to one man's given talent at this point in his lifetime jk schwa left us a super chat as well thank you very much jk schwa good to see you as well says uh sting lights off uh surprise is slightly cooler than spears lights off surprises good point very close though also shivani's call on that was sweet it was amazing and it is it's going to be one of these defining things for AEW, uh and good for them good for them to be able to be racking up these big moments as well evan left us another super chat thank you again evan he says uh put sting in a six-man tag cover his weaknesses sure I, that's that's a great way that it's an absolutely great way to go uh to go about it um just have him come in for one hot hot tag, couple of stinger splashes, a scorpion death lock, ba boom. <laughs> Look, it's going to be a lot more exciting than a Matt Cardona uh, hot tag in a six t- <laughs> Anakin JMT left us a super chat. Thank you again, Anakin. He says, "Didn't Sting almost get intentionally de- decapitating during during in, internally?" decapitated during his Rollins match yeah that's that's the problem actually that that's actually where it was after that match where they were like you can't do this anymore you're done that is correct sir thank you for the super chat jk schwall again left us another super chat thank you very much again says aw has a great track record of determining whether or not guys are medically cleared to wrestle <laughs> Ooh, it's a little bit of a burn there um, I think their on the fly determinations are a little iffy. Um, but look, let's not forget Tony Khan a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, said that they're, you know, they're they're revising their their procedures and their policies and so on and so forth. And Tony Khan, if you're listening to this, the, the invitation is still open. I would love to discuss that with you because I think uh I think that as fans uh who love the talent that work for you, I we'd love to know what you're doing to uh to protect them further during the matches see what kind what you've learned from your mistakes how you're um, uh, and the situations that occurred what are what you're doing to make sure that these unfortunate situations don't happen again the ones that you definitely have control over uh invitation the door is still open Tony Khan it'd be my pleasure to have you and just chat about that and civil right I'm not looking to drag you or anything because as a fan, I am very, very, very interested, very, uh, and I think that, uh, that level of transparency uh, would be fantastic, I think it would be fantastic, something that certain other companies aren't so transparent about, if you know what I'm talking about, DGMC left us another super chat again, thank you, DGMC, it says, Batman Beyond, Sting as old Bruce, oh my god, and Darby as Terry, oh my heart just skipped a beat i uh, thank you dgmc who, who was calling you a troll at the start of the show here what a great compa- great and apt comparison nick wolf left us a super chat as well thank you very much says cody begs to tony khan get robocop spring is coming spring has sprung Oh, full circle on that one, Jesus! It's good stuff. Thank you for that. That uh, funny. I like that. Uh, so, hello to Acer Five Thousand and joined us in the chat. So we're at that we're 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 at that moment. This is the one we're going to talk about. We're at the big one, Kenny Omega. Defeated John Moxley to become the new AEW Heavyweight World Champion. I loved this match. Until the ending. <laughs> we'll get to that. One thing at a time. But I I loved, loved, loved the pace of the match. And I was in the Discord watching this with everyone. And what a beautiful I, it was also a defining evening for the discord at the same time. You guys really should join. It was a it was a lovely lovely moment that we all shared together. Link is in the description. Come join us. It was a good time last night. And I and I tweeted oh, yeah. because the pace started very deliberate, a lot of ground game, and I said, "I swear if anyone on Twitter right now or even in here but not in the, not in the discord. I know no one would say that." Says, oh, "This is boring." You know, 8 minutes in, I'll be like, "Jesus Christ, these guys are about to go 20, 25 minutes. This is the pace that has to be built. It's like, now you have to learn how a a main event, big time, 25, 30 minute match has to be built. If you're going to sit here and eight minutes in say, this is boring shit. Thankfully, I didn't hear any of that. That was about to, that was about to explode. Anyway, the pace was absolutely fantastic. I loved it. I thought it was great Um, and the match you know at first yeah, like grounded very much a brawl brutal you know a mock style match to begin with then Kenny started hitting his high impact moves right we got the V triggers we got the snapdragons we got the uh, the V trigger uh, to Moxley who was uh, doing a suicide dive and I was like yes this is good stuff Tiger Driver 98, German suplexes by Mox, Um, we got three paradigm shifts from Moxley during this, and and one of them was a high angle one, couldn't get the job done, we even got one of those paradigm shifts on the concrete, now this this is where it starts, right, up until this point, up until this moment here, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this rules, what a fucking climax we're about to get oopsie Warren. let's just run down everything here to make sure that we're all on the same page uh paradigm shift on um uh on uh Kenny Omega on the concrete on the floor not on the mats the ref says omega hit the his head wrong the side of his head whatever uh and uh any you know other officials come the doctors doc samson they're all there, checking on, uh, checking on Omega. Um, and, but eventually Moxley, he just wants, he, you know, Moxley just wants to win a match. And he's like, I don't give a, I don't care if this guy's knocked out or not. Drags, eventually gets to him, rolls him back into the ring, gets on top of him, goes for some ground and pound. Don Callis, who's at ringside, he's, he was commentating, right? Don Callis went to check on Omega as well. He has a microphone. He jumps up on the stage, has a microphone. He says, Omega is hurt. John turns around, shoves uh, Callus uh, to the ground. But Omega gets the microphone that Callus had. Holy and he yeah. clocks John Moxley over the forehead. Mox blades, starts bleeding. And then I love this segment. Don't get me wrong. Omega. Pulls his knee pad down, running V trigger, another one right to Moxley's to the side of his head that looked fantastic, another one to the back of the head, another one in the head in the to the head in the corner. He pulls John up, sends him into the corner face first, picks him up on his shoulders, and a one winged angel. Which by the way, Tony Schiavone said during the match, no one has ever kicked out of a one winged angel. This is false. The only person to have ever kicked out of a fall of a one-winged angel is Kota Ibushi, which makes perfect sense. Back in DDT, he's the only person who's ever kicked out of it, and something tells me Kenny's going to keep it that way for a while. Now I love the match. I have, like, my really my outside of the ending, which I thought was a, unnecessary. The one nitpick I have is when John Moxley uh John Moxley hit that first paradigm shift and he didn't go for a pin. I'm like come on champ. That I don't like that stuff. Not when it comes to titles. Not when it's a, it's like just cover him, man. You want to defend your title, you have him. So anyway. That's the that's the only thing that takes me out of this. Mistake by John Moxley, you know, uh, a little arrogance maybe. Sure, you can chalk it up to that. You can you can give a storyline, but me, that kind of stuff doesn't make sense to me. I, I I but then again, you know, I I'm not a wrestler. I don't compete. So anyway, I did. I loved the match. Didn't care for the finish, and because I think we were cheated out of a super dramatic ending. Imagine instead of having everything slowed down for this phony injury the guys led into the exact same ending that omega had here pace starts to quicken and they're running the ropes and then all of a sudden you know maybe he uses a a, a weapon to just get uh to uh, to knock moxley off and then he starts running he does the v triggers he does the uh he does the v triggers the corners thing everything happens really really fast and really upbeat uh, sequence and then uh, it just all comes falling apart from Moxley and You're like, oh my god, what a fucking ending! Here I'm like, yeah, I don't like, I don't like, um, I, I, I like it when your champions, when your top guys, win decisively, and that's just me, right? When there's a decisive, clear win. Now, and I get it, maybe I'm not supposed to like the ending because Kenny Omega is a heel. I'm not, I understand it. But I think there's still a way. I think there's, I don't think Kenny Omega needs to do, to to, to resort to chicken shit. um, To resort to chicken shit tactics to win a match either. You know? (laughs) Otherwise, you just... you you, you still need some strong heels. You still need some guys where you're like, oh, okay, this, uh, you know, he's going to win out of skill alone kind of thing. It's possible. Not everyone needs to be protected all the time, is my point, you know, because if you protect anyone, then no one really goes over. It's it's a, you know, it's a pernicious type of 50-50 booking in a certain extent. All of this could have been completed with a post-match angle. I sincerely believe they could have done the same you know the the, the whole storyline that happened afterwards could have been achieved with a with a nice, well executed post match angle, with Kenny just winning with a fantastic win out of nowhere. I, of course, look. It gives. I understand these the story art the story arcs that come out of here. It gives gas to John Moxley eventually going, dude, you never beat me clean for this. You cheated your way to a victory. This is still my title kind of thing, you know? Don't get me wrong, I'm happy that Kenny Omega is the winner. I am thrilled that Kenny Omega is the winner. I think it's a good place for AEW to be. I think it makes sense. It was a, And you know what? Their super cards moving forward are gonna have that aura of unpredictability, right? They're gonna be like, hey, you know what? Anything can happen here. We got a world championship title switch on television, on free TV. That's a big deal. I like it. So of course the post match angle happens where you have um so so what happens after Don Callis runs off with Kenny Omega, they get into a limousine that was waiting for them and Don Callis says, "You're going to find out next Tuesday." What uh, what what all what's going on here tonight? And then people are gonna and then the uh, it's Marvez Alex Marvez. This is what? Wait, you mean Dynamite's on Wednesdays? No, Tuesdays on Impact. And my jaw dropped to the fucking floor when I heard that. This is an evening where Sting appeared oh, yeah. on television on AEW where. Kenny Omega wins a world title and I lose my shit when the when the word in when the word's impact wrestling are Holy muttered yeah. and said, and 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 Don Callis is telling us that Kenny Omega is going to be on it next Tuesday. This folks is a landscape shifting event this isn't pack returning this is huge this is so and listen hold on a second show of hands who saw this coming in the chat who saw aw and impact working together like going like yeah this is the this is the 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 alliance that that we were looking for. And that Jason PS3, good to see you. Thankfully, right now, there is no one lying through their teeth. <laughs> no, DGMC, you did not see it coming. No, sir, you did not. You did not see AW and Impact working together. No one saw this coming. And that is what makes this fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'm curious to see what's going to happen. And here's the thing. We got the reports, right? There were like four people who knew in AEW that Sting was coming back. And what I've been told is that even less people knew about the angle about what was going to happen that night and the um and the the um Ooh, yeah. you could tell like there was a lot of talent especially on the impact side were like wait what the fuck is going on jordan grace was like she was on twitter going i don't know what's going on but i am all for it and then she started listing off matches and that she wants to see with AEW women and, and and impact women. And I mean this is it, right? This is this is fantastic. The possibilities of new of the new matches opening up is fantastic. First right the one of the first that popped into my head was Diana Perazzo versus Hikaru Shida. My god. Uh, FTR versus the North. FTR versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Right? Why not have the Bucks and the Motor City Machine Guns come full circle? And then you're like, and then you think back and you're like, oh, look at what they did a couple of weeks ago with the Bucks, talking about how the Motor Machine, Motor City Machine Guns, when they were talking about Top Flight, the Motor City Machine Guns did that to us when we were in TNA. I'm like, motherfucker, they were dropping hints. They were dropping hints as we went along. No one picked up on it. How does this benefit AEW though? How does this benefit All Elite Wrestling? The benefits are clear for Impact. Impact is going to pop the biggest rating of its entire run this this Tuesday. There are going to be more people subscribing to Access TV in the US than there ever has been before. Um, if, if this, to me, this is all good for impact. I saw so many people, but I don't know how to, how to watch impact. I can't get access because my cable company charges. And I'm like, dude, you can watch it for free on, uh, on, um, on Twitch. And by the way, I am making a date out of it. I'm going to be heading over to get the tables uh, watch along on Twitch Ooh, yeah. They do a live watch along every Tuesday Shout out to Tony and the guys uh, Every Tuesday evening they do a, a Live impact watch along On their stream and I'm going to go hang out With them in the chat We're gonna. I'm going to watch it there So if you guys want to do that Twitch.tv slash get the tables Be sure To be there that'll be fantastic And uh, So okay uh, so the benefits for impact is what i'm trying to say are immediate they're obvious i think this is great for them i don't see i don't see what the benefit is for AEW unless yeah. unless there's something going on you know unless there's a merger unless there's an acquisition unless there's something going on behind the scenes that is going to develop before our eyes kind of thing i don't see what the net positive is uh, is for AEW to be doing this? I saw people tweet out. It's like, oh, uh, but AEW started, you know, to make wrestling better. That was their goal. No, 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 no. AEW is a comp- is a company. Their business is to promote their business. That's what they're in for. um so they're not you know they're not a, they're not a charity they're not a charitable organization their job isn't to promote professional wrestling their job is to promote AEW wrestling because if AEW isn't promoting and making money there's not going to be any let's say, wrestling together kind of feel good hands across America kind of stuff there's going the benefit for AEW here I don't see it yet outside of Dealings that were that aren't evident that might become evident over the next couple of months, Uh, because frankly, as it stands right now, Impact has won something fierce. What a what an absolute one hundred percent win for Impact Wrestling. Cannot tell you how exciting this is. Now the other question that's that's out that that's outstanding here is Moxley going to work Wrestle Kingdom? I'm I'm on record, and I said my prediction, my official Mr. Warren Hayes prediction, shout out, call out, whatever you want to call it. My official prediction is this was this, and it still is. If John Moxley drops the AW World Title before January fourth, he is. Heading to Japan. I know Tony Khan said on the that, that media call on Tuesday, I think, that uh um, um I think that's what he said on Tuesday that Moxley wouldn't be working Wrestle Kingdom, right? Which I think is a smart move because if he's if if he had said on the uh if if he had said on the call that Moxley is going to work Wrestle Kingdom, he might have telegraphed the finish to his big main event on Wednesday. So I think it's a smart move. And on right up until New Japan Pro Wrestling comes out and says, John Moxley, we are stripping you of the IWGP UES title because you haven't defended it, until that happens, I am still of the belief that John Moxley is going to fly to Japan and defend the title against Kenta. Ooh, yeah. It's a money match in Japan. Moxley is over in Japan. They love him. And Kenta would benefit tremendously by beating him. If there's, and if there's one thing that you just want, have Kenta finally strip Moxley of the title. I really think... More than ever at this point, that this is exactly what's going to happen. I really do. I think I I think Moxley more than ever is going to head to Japan to do this. I've heard the stories. I don't know if you listened to uh uh Tama's Island, um that our boy Ross Berman works on. Um oh, yeah. The um Tomatonga was explaining how difficult it was, you know, to get out of the United States and head into Japan with the COVID, right? And everything. How, how, um, how complex the whole situation is. And I'm sure it is complicated. I'm convinced it is. And I'm pretty sure Japan has some very strict quarantine rules and, but complex does not mean impossible. (laughs) You know what I mean? And frankly, you take John off of television for a while, maybe he goes off and he gets a little salty at, at AEW. That'd be a nice little line. Get him off TV, let let this simmer, and bring it back. I think it, sometimes we fail to, what's the word I'm looking for? We fail to um, appreciate um a wrestler being absent off of television there's this thought that you know week after week they have to be on tv sometimes just a couple of weeks off a couple of months off to come back makes the heart grow fonder right I think this is a given like I don't know what's going on with Brody Lee but when he's going to come back it's going to be a big time thing and he's going to get a lot of heat back so you do that with Moxley for a while anyway I'm I'm more convinced than ever that they're moving forward with Moxley in Japan. So there we go. Let's uh we got a bunch of super chats here folks. Let's get through them. And I want to thank you all so much tonight you've been extremely generous with all of the, with all those super chats. I really appreciate everyone. Thank you so much. Let's start with Nick Wolf who left us a super chat. Thank you very much, it says, AEW partners with who? If it's not Ju- New Japan, who cares? Tony Khan helping out Omega's fellow Canuck friends. Cody Rhodes collecting old wrestlers-like toys. That's a good sum up of everything. Um, the, um, you know, I think there's a lot of good in it. Look, he, people are have always, always been dis- dismissive of Impact, TNA, whatever, whatever you want to call it they always have been and yet they're still around I have I think I've sat through more discussions on the death of TNA and the 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 impending doom of TNA the impending death of impact than I've sat through funerals actual like funerals I might be slightly exaggerating but um the point is that they're still here and there's something that's going to come out of this which we haven't quite, we don't see the full picture, and I, look, I agree, look at what I'm wearing tonight, of course, I would have loved this New Japan thing to be, to, to mesh together and be concrete, something's going on here, something is, something's in the works, Impact has good relations with New Japan as well, you know, despite, but the Okada thing, it's, I think they're still cool, you know? We'll see how things go. We'll we'll just we'll just see what happens. But yes, Cody Rhodes collecting old wrestlers like toys. That's pretty funny. I like that. <laughs> Thank you very much for your for your super chat. Nick Wolf. Um JK Schwal left us a super chat again. Thank you very much, JK. He says, excited for Kenny's first appearance to be on Access TV with Josh Matthews on the call and no fans. <laughs> Chills, just thinking about it. Josh, do you think Josh Matthews will try to work like on his baritone? and not sound like, you know, like he's, he just got out of puberty, <laughs> kidding, I, I like Josh, um, but um, yeah, I mean, this is wild though, the, the AEW world champion, his first television appearance since winning the title is going to be on another network, on another program, that's going to be his first appearance, you know, just grabbing the title and running, that is wild, Injection 2K left a super chat. Thank you very much. Did I say hello to you? Anyway, look, you have been saluted. It says, no disrespect, but don't mistake the competition of AEW and WWE of trying to destroy each other. Uh, maybe one over the other. Uh, no disrespect, but don't mistake the competition of AEW and WWE of trying to destroy each other. Okay, I see. I, yeah, no. There's a lot of people who purport the, uh, the idea that WWE isn't competing with AEW. And I, it's I, completely false. They're still in a talent war. Trust me, uh, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be making a big deal still with PC recruits if they weren't in a talent war. You know, and uh, why everyone is still wondering why uh, um, why Trey Miguel hasn't been picked up by WWE. But you know, they're they are clearly in competition with each other. Destroy, I don't know, Ooh, yeah. probably. But look, the point is. AEW and WWE having head-to-head competition on Wednesday nights is good for us because look at what we get. We get what we got last night. That's our reward for sitting through WWE stands and AEW stands on Twitter. <laughs> that We, at the end of the rainbow, the shit rainbow that is Stan Twitter, we get, we get a beautiful moment like we did last night, where everyone sort of gets really excited and it's wonderful. And when wrestling is fun, man, it is it is fun. Um let's see here. Just going through the super chats. Um <laughs> Evan. There we go. Evan right, left us the super chat. Thank you very much. Evan he says, uh Um Lance Archer and Lucha Bros versus Eddie Kingston, Butcher, and The Blade. hose, please. That's happening next week. And I applaud this booking. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think Lance Archer... This, do you feel the, the, the switch that they're doing in Lance Archer's character? Slight, but just interesting enough to not keep him like, you know, stone-faced and always mean. I like what they're easing him into. I dig it. I like it. It's good stuff dgmc left us a super chat thank you very much dgmc says sammy callahan's my new pick for mox's attacker by the way you know what i hadn't thought about that stuff i had not thought about how it might be impact people who who attacked john moxley that that'd be i mean the callahan thing would be fantastic right it'd be fantastic eddie edwards no maybe not eddie edwards no that's good that i like that it's a good call anakin jmt left us a super chat thank you very much anakin he says anything can happen in the (laughs) wwaewf pretty much that's what it felt like last night just on your toes stay on your toes don't blink or you're gonna miss it or at least don't blink. If you, like, if you blink for five minutes, then you'll miss it. Connor McCabe, how you doing? Welcome to the chat. Heavy J, good to see you as well. And Dave, good guy Dave, good to see you. I'm going long tonight and we got more people coming in. Maybe I should stay long or on. No, I'm, this is exceptional tonight because there was a lot, a lot of good stuff to talk about. Um... So Nick Wolf, um, Nick Wolf left another super chat. Thank you very much, Nick. He says, so for Christmas, Tony Khan bought Cody a sting. (laughs) Kenny got a third rate wrestling promotion. Jesus Christ. What did the Bucks get? Do they have any friends that need jobs? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I like that. You kind of feel like the Bucks got shafted in this, right? (laughs) They have their tag team titles. They're happy. Thank you very much for that. That's funny. I appreciate that. Attican uh, JMT uh, left another super chat. Thank you again. He says Callus said Tuesday, so I thought he meant dark. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's kind of that. That would have been a better response from Marvez, right? Being like, "Oh, you mean on dark? No, I mean on impact." I'm like, what? You know? That's funny. Oh, yeah. Um. Evan Wright left us a super chat again. Thank you very much. Says, inject Hangman Page versus Cowboy James Storm directly into my veins. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Look, uh, uh, James Storm was one of the highlights of NWA power, especially in his tag team with... um, Oh, Eli Drake. Uh, I thought they were really good together. And James Storm, for the wear and tear that his body has and the age that he has, he can still go. I I still like that. It's good stuff. Um, Let's see here. Uh, more super chats. Yeah, we got a few of them. Bad eyesight. Welcome to the chat, by the way. Left a super chat. Says... Uh, he's, uh, here's something no one is talking about. Kenny is an EVP, right? Why would he, in theory, take the top title to impact? They got to make it make sense. Not in disagreement, where I, and thank you very much for the super chat. Though they don't lean into Kenny being an EVP on Dynamite all that much. Cody, absolutely, but Kenny, not as much so I think they can get away with it we'll see how they how they handle it on impact because I agree but if 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 Kenny was perceived in the same way Cody is on Dynamite because Cody himself said with that uh Taz promo last week he said himself okay management is here what's up you know we know he's you know the most uh, executive of all the executives, I guess. Um, the... Uh, if if he were to... Uh, if he were to... Um, if he goes to Impact like that... Like, I don't feel like they need to explain it all that much. But maybe they'll do it. But I don't... Like, storyline-wise, kayfabe-wise, I don't think it's that... I don't think it's that big a deal. But it's an interesting... It, it, it is interesting and we'll see we'll see if they're into uh tying up that end there thank you very much Anakin JMT left us a super chat as well thank you again he says Warren that's me AEW women's division gets a shot in the arm with impact women it's desperately needed as impact has the best women's division on the planet stardom would like to have a word with you that being said <laughs> that's what i was joking with kristen last night i was like oh tony tony khan bought himself a women's division you know that we were joking right but essentially that's me that's one of the first things that popped into that popped in my mind It was like look at all the fantastic women and that's what they're doing right now with nwa right they're showcasing nwa women on dynamite back and forth like that get me get me jordan grace on AEW. get me Taya. get uh 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 uh, Young rosemary rosemary running back into the bunny and going hey aren't you dead that's the kind of shit i live for i'd love that thank you for your super chat anakin dgmc left us another super chat well thank you very much says kenta in the jackson deville mascot suit book. (laughs) Hey, he left WWE for a reason. I don't think he's going to go back to doing that kind of shit. <laughs> thank, you for the, thank you for the super chat. Cyclops is better than Wolverine. Uh, left the super chat again. Says, uh, I want a stardom and AEW working relationship. Yeah, that'd be great, right? Um, I mean, look. New Japan, Bushido Road, Stardom, Bushido Road. It's, it's not that weird, but look at all, I'm just going to throw this out here, right? Look at all the, um, uh, look at all the, um, what was the word? Look at all the criticism. That's the word I was looking for. That uh AEW got, you know, by pushing Riho and still by pushing pushing Shida. People are like, why is it always the Japanese wrestlers with them? You know, kind of thing. You know, it, it I personally love it. I don't have a I don't have a problem with it, but some people do. Are they gonna listen to that? I don't know. That being said, working relationship with stardom are you kidding me? Bring Momo over here. Let's get, let's get, let's get ourselves some, uh, let's get ourselves some Serena Deep versus Momo action. How about that? Put that in your pipe. And JK Schwal left us a super chat as well. Says, which AEW guy shot Johnny Bravo? Oh my God. Didn't they, didn't they figure it out? Didn't they have that court thing last week? Or I don't know. Wasn't that done? I thought that angle was wrapped up. Pro- uh, apparently not. Um... Who, who could have shot? Um, and you know, if um, if Jimmy Havoc was still there, that's probably who I that that would have been my call. You know, J- Joey Janela seems like no. I don't know who'd do that. <laughs> what is that? Hey, you know what? If if Mox gets beat up, you know, the, Mox gets beat up by I- Impact wrestlers, and Impact wrestlers get shot by W wrestlers. That's- Um, Evan I left you there was an impact super chat you left a little higher that I might have missed you say which let me see hangman and Cody and uh, hangman and uh, James Storm I talked about it I'm looking making sure I don't miss it Archer. that was an impact related what which one was it Evan If it's really, really, how far up, how far up do we need to go? And we'll, you know, let me know, or you can retype it and I'll, and I'll, and retype it and I'll, and I'll say it because I, I can't see exactly the one, if it was was the one with James, because the only one I see is the one with James Storm. Um, Go ahead and retype it and I'll say it. But look, in the meantime, slowly but surely, we will begin to wrap this one up tonight. I appreciate you all coming out here for the this near um, oh yeah there we go new team Canada thank you Evan there we go new team Canada Omega the North and Taya Valkyrie Taya Valkyrie and Eric Young (laughs) yeah that's uh I mean that would put the any other team Canada set up to shame right there and Taya and and Kenny are both triple a champions right Tie for the women and there you go i think the connections are made instantly folks i want to thank you all very much for joining me this evening on this momentous occasion thank you all for 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 the chats the super chats for hanging out and uh fan, just fantastic stuff a great time we all had here this evening what a great evening of wrestling it was last night then i mean it's it like i said especially on twitter what Man, when when wrestling is, is good, it's really fun. And last night was something special. Gives you all the feels. And I'm excited to talk about more of this uh, next week on the Mr. Warren Hay Show. But don't forget, tomorrow evening, 7.30 p.m. Before SmackDown, get the pre-show. The slate is what I call it. Come on over here, 7.30 p.m. We're gonna preview SmackDown. Saturday, 11 a.m. Spencer Love is going to be joining me to talk about NXT takeover war games so you want to be sure to not uh, miss out on that as well but man I can't thank all of you to have stuck around for nearly two hours with me this evening to talk about pro wrestling it was worth it because it was great just like y'all are great thank you again have a great time everyone and we'll see you next time